Welcome back to the Getting Grit Podcast. I am Brad Pohl, your host, and this is where we tell the stories of sinners and saints. Our next three podcasts will be from three distinct voices of the generations. The deposit of faith in the family from older men, treading the waters of the deep raising their young, and the young bucks on to attempt life with their inheritance. For this podcast, we are starting out in the middle of the waters, not where the deposit of faith begins, nor are we in the place where the young bucks are being cut out from the schools surrounding them. We are in the waters that are in over your head, the deep, where fathers in this man's world must forage, protect, and devise their legacy. These fathers are all in their 30s. Our first question is, how was the faith passed on to you? You know, my childhood and growing up, there was many points of struggle or suffering. And my mom specific, my mom specifically always recognized that when you struggle and you're going through suffering, you either run from God or you run to God. And she always made a point that we always were running to God. We always uh, embraced our faith and we always went to God with our questions. Uh, we were questioning why this is happening or why, you know, whatever those questions might be. We weren't trying to solve them on our own and run away. It was always, you run to God. You run to church. You know, my dad was never uh, outwardly, he wasn't outward with his faith. Uh, I always knew he was a very prayerful man. He had prayers before meal and we went to mass every Sunday and that type of thing, which was really good. But I knew he had a regular prayer life. So I think just his witness in that has been really formative for me. The importance, the way that he prioritized that in his life uh, and the way that I saw it maybe in a more explicit way in those moments where we had big things come up in our family and it became a little bit more visible. But especially now as I'm entering into fatherhood myself, I'm seeing the ways that that has influenced kind of the way that I approach prayer too and the way that I am intentional about modeling prayer for my kids too. That's been important for me. And he was dedicated to building habits for us. And those habits, I think, have made all the difference for me in maintaining my faith and and growing it in a lot of ways too. I have vivid memories of being with my great grandma and there'd be 30 to 40 extended family all in a room, four generations represented, and we'd be doing the family rosary. But it was these moments the hope and prayer was that we would continue it on as family. And I still remember the day where my great-grandma, usually it was like the older generations that led the mysteries. My great-grandma wanted a grand, a great-grandchild to do it, and they picked me to do the fifth mystery. And that was a significant memory for me that my great-grandma did. And it became so significant that uh, I refused for many years to do any mystery but the fifth mystery. <laughs> but the witness that it was as far as the community of the church and the family of the church, and I was represented by my extended family, but that was a real, like, a real moment for me to kind of to see the faith alive. My upbringing was different because um, I, I didn't grow up Catholic. So I didn't have necessarily any of the Catholic traditions or but uh, God was always central, and I knew that. I want my kids to know that. I want to know that God is always, always central in your life. And you had mentioned something earlier about having your kids catch you read scripture. Those are the moments that I vividly remember as a kid, watching my dad. He was always in scripture, always. And I always remember it. And I remember him writing his notes <clears throat> in his Bible. 
I remember the highlight, you know, the highlight, it, it was like, a, you know, when somebody like really, really wants to know God, I, I saw a, a man that did it. And that was always, always something that was stuck with me and knew like, no matter what in life, God was first and everything else, you know? So if I could just do that, make sure I know he's central. I think, yeah, the faith was passed on to me and I'm thankful for God for you know, surrounding me with a community that brought me into the to the church and brought my family into the church because having that central like knowing God, but now having the meat as well as like sacraments and everything that goes along with it. You hear the word like relationship a lot. Like you need to have a relationship with God. I feel like I knew what that meant, you know, like I you know, but I didn't get to experience it fully until I was in the Catholic Church. Until like I got to physically receive him until I got to adore him until I know I just saw that beauty. The second question is, how are you passing the faith onto your children? I think for me, it's been by example first, also in different ways of, you know, in our house, uh, one of our bedrooms we we made into a prayer room and, you know, it's our faith is, is, is important enough for a whole room to be dedicated towards it. We have icons of each of the kids' saints, patron saints, and it's just an opportunity for them to know this, hey, this is a space for them to be able to use for prayer. I've listened to talks from people that have talked about how important it is for your kids to watch you read scripture or to find you reading scripture, catch you reading scripture, because it's it's important that it becomes some kind of a norm for them. As Catholics, it's it's oftentimes forgotten and not as seen. I was really struck by this, and it's something I've I've strived to do, but I definitely can be better at. For me, it's been really important to be intentional with the things that I'm doing with my kids. Um, you know, and some of that is just setting them up for moments. There's this reality that I know that I'm gonna screw up my kids <laughs> in some ways. You know, I think that's just that's just life, um, and so I want to minimize as much of that as possible. And do those things that are going to allow them to continue to choose their faith in those moments when things get really hard. For example, when I was growing up, I think one thing my dad really did well was he prioritized, you know, prayer and Sunday mass every single week. So even when I was failing and I was struggling with my own faith, I still had that habit built inside of me that that was just something you do on Sunday. And I think that really carried me through some times that were maybe challenging or where if I hadn't had that, it would have been easy to stray from. So in, so I guess in terms of how I'm modeling the faith or, or sharing the faith with my children, being intentional and being purposeful and helping them to develop habits through example um, through prioritizing that in our family life, that's that's been really important for me. I think for me, like you said, the word intentional, like just being intentional with my kids and allowing them to enter our faith. And again, like let me let them see me do it and do it with them. I think just trying to create a family environment that he is always central in everything that we do, and just trying to center our lives in that. Especially the Catholic faith is just kind of like unique. It's amazing and beautiful the things that we get to celebrate and do one way like we've really entered into it is just like living liturgically and entering into like the seasons that our catholic faith gives us i mean it's lent right now 
So like doing things with your kids, if, you know, almsgiving and prayer, how does that like change, you know, in the time trying to do the rosary every night as, you know, as a family instead of just our standard prayer. So it looks a little different. I mean, family things that we do as far as what are my kids going to give up for Lent this year? Like, what do you guys want to do? How are you going to enter into it? And then also just having those discussions, my wife is entering into it. Like, how are we doing that? And then how do we do it together? I think those are important, important to be intentional in that way. So your kids do see you doing it. I'm aware too that I'm probably going to screw up my kids in some way, you know, but just doing your best to live, live out the faith the best that you can and you know, allow them to come with you with in it too. If I was to, if I was to add anything, it was the importance that the lives of the saints need to be playing in our lives no matter what the age, because if we don't have examples, if we don't have heroes to put in front of us, uh, it's really easy to lose our ways. How are you being a hero for your kids? In the same breath, I promise them to do the best I can to be the father that they deserve. And I then also promise them that I cannot be the father that they deserve. And I think that's how I desire to be their hero, um, is to not get in between them and God, but to play the role that I'm supposed to play as their father. The role of community uh, to equip me, to give me confidence, uh, and to continue to guide me on the path towards holiness. And it's been such a gift for our family and such an important part of my formation is having other people, you know, people that I know are walking towards holiness and helping to shape me and show me the way. And it's without it, I don't know where I'd be. Just don't do it alone. Like we're not meant to do this alone. A father alone. Gather other men around you that, again, like you said, like have are on the same path because we need that. We aren't meant to do it alone. Fraternity among men is huge. I mean, it's not a word, but becoming huger, mm-hmm. you know, as as we progress down this road that we're on in society right now. Huger. A new word. <laughs> we just made it up tonight. It's gonna catch on. It's gonna catch on. We'll get it. We've introduced a new word to English language tonight. In this podcast, the word is huger. I don't know if these men cause you to give thanks for your own experience or to examine your own experience more closely. In either case, the reason to answer both of these questions is good. The deposit of our faith is not secured in a picture or plaque hung upon a wall, but in the living, breathing flesh and blood of life that the Father, Son, and Holy Ghost give us through grace. Men in deep water are forming the next generation while trying to keep their heads above the waves. And it is always better never to swim alone. Ain't it so? This is Gittin' Grit signing off. Blessings to you all. Dominus Vobiscum.